about to enter a world of pain, suffering, and laughter. Yetananu. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I, I screwed up. Benjamin Net Yetananu. It's uh, pronounced Benj- Benjamin Button. Benj- yeah, that's the name I was going for. Right. Uh, welcome to Worst Gig Ever. I am Mike Pace. I am Jeff Garlock. And we have a fantastic show for you today. Comedian, musician, uh, wunderkind to the stars. <laughs> that's the main word to use to describe Mr. Them. Dave Hill is on the show. Uh, yeah, Dave Hill, uh, NY-based comedian and musician. Actually, I'd say an NYC-based comedian. NYC. He is based in Watertown, New York, <laughs> close to the Canadian uh, border. Yeah, he's got a book out called Tasteful Nudes. You can see his work on uh, DaveHill.com. DaveHillOnline.com. Uh, DaveHillOnline.com. This guy's Excuse all over the place. He's, he's got his band Valley Lodge. He's hanging he's, with Dick. He's Cavett, that is. Uh, he's, and and we, he shares a lot of interesting stories. He has a fantastic... Worst gig. I mean, this is an epic tale. Uh, Before we bring out uh, Dave Hill, we're going to continue in the music vein today. We have a very special guest. Dave Hill's, he's kind of a rock and roll guy. Really excited about this one. I'm excited about Dave Hill, but I'm really excited about this guy. So I'm sure most of our listeners are familiar with the prog rock supergroup Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. They were ELP. ELP. They were, you can find their records in dollar bins across the country. (laughs) These guys were ubiquitous early 70s. They really, they put the pomp in Prague. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> or they put the pomp in the bop shoe Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they were uh, generally known as the, you know, the 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 most grandiose and obnoxious uh, Prague group. Yes. And uh, and, and uh, at a certain point, their drummer Carl Palmer left, and uh, Cozy Powell joined. They became Emerson Lake and Powell, which still is. ELP. Is. ELP. There you go. So Way they're, to go. they're keeping it. That's that's the key. It's a smart move. Cozy there. Powell, uh, uh, journeyman, session man to the stars, played with Black Sabbath, White Snake, the Michael Schenker group, Rainbow. Rainbow, of course, played on one of my personal favorite Black Sabbath records, Tear from You're 1990. Such a weirdo. You love odd shit. Yes. But so, so Cozy Powell out of the picture now. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, in their infinite wisdom, decided to keep going. They're still playing, and they're still called ELP. They, they're smart. They know how to do this. Uh, yeah, they actually, uh, they are, it's actually ELP, but is for Emerson, Lake, and Philip. That's right. Uh, yeah, they, apparently they're, it's a very, it was this weird short-lived incarnation uh, where their, their, their drummer, Philip Grabowski. Philip Grabowski. I mean, these guys thought that, you know, look, people know the name, there's name brand here. Uh, we don't need another Cozy Powell. We don't need another Carl Palmer. Give but, us Philip But Grabowski. we were lucky enough to to get Philip in the studio. Philip, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, thank, thank you very much. Uh, uh, I, 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 I am Philip Grabowski. Uh, thank you. We've established what your name uh, is. Drummer of ELP. So, um, when did you play with ELP? Uh... It was a very short uh, span in around 1987 uh, for about two weeks. Uh, I was uh, not a drummer by trade. 
Okay, uh, but you were cons- you were called the drummer in the band. But what did you actually do? I, I, I played drums. I, I just I had never done it before. I, I was never actually a musician. I I, I was actually I, I, I'm I'm Greg Lake's uh, second cousin twice removed. Because yeah, you're not British. Uh, no, I am not related by blood at all. Uh, it, it's uh, but he you know they had in their 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 grand wisdom that uh, their ELP they can do whatever they want. So uh, they just looked for the the first person they could think of that had a P in their name, well, and uh, they just went with me, Philip Grabowski. I, I'm actually, I, 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 I work at a True Value uh, in uh, upstate New York. So, okay, uh, so uh, Watertown. Watertown, right? New York. You do yes, work. Okay, yes, it, it, all, yes. it all comes together. Where Dave Hill's uh, huge. Uh, I love him there. <laughs> that's, that's, and, and Dave Hill is coming up. Listen, Greg, I, uh, Greg, who am I? who's Greg? Greg Lake. I'm getting confused here. We have Philip Grabowski uh, right. here. And I want to say um, that even though your time in the band is, is a little more than a footnote. Uh, uh, um, very, very minuscule. I, I legitimately never knew how to play drums while I was up there. I, okay. it, it, was, it, was, it was quite a scene. Well, really. uh, look, look, you're part of, you're part of the legacy. Uh, Jeff and I are really glad that you're here. We have this new thing we're doing with our guests. We can't leave. Uh, we can't let you leave the studio until we shoot you in the leg. Uh, oh, okay. So stand by. Hold on a second. Let me get All my. Right. Uh, I, I didn't know I, I was. Got, I've got. I'm going to use a Luger right here. So uh, hold on a second. Uh, well, I, I'm not sure I signed up for this, but. Uh, no. Ew. No. Ah, ah, All right. Ah. <laughs> We're going to give Philip Grabowski some medical attention. He seems to have died just then. Yeah, uh, wow. Uh, we lost Philip Grabowski, but I'm glad we got him uh, before he passed on. And uh, uh, speaking of passing on, I got some stuff to do in the bathroom. So disgusting. here is Dave Hill on Worst Gig Ever. <laughs> Dave Hill, welcome oh, backstage. We oh, yeah. <laughs> the green room. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Worst Gig Ever. Thank you uh, for having me. You are you're kind of a, a, an ideal guest for the show because you have kind of equal footings in both music and comedy. Yeah. And you're combined. You're 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 one of the first guests that we've had on the show to 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 combine to both. merge the worlds. Merge right. the worlds. To, to merge them. So I I, I guess a, a question for you. To, to 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 delve right in is like what ha- what what came first what were you struck by initially I mean, growing like up performance wise M- music comedy like what was the uh... uh well definitely music like i never planned to go into comedy ever right. i never thought of it really wait why don't i have headphones no just kidding <laughs> you don't have, you don't have them either oh no. man he My just likes levels. I periodically will listen in. Yeah, I took it freaked out by him i it's i it's i do better when i don't wear them cuz when i wear them I can, can hear, hear myself talking, weird. and then I think, oh, I'm speaking loudly right. and, and articulately. Right. And then when I hear it, hear it back, I'm like, oh, no, I'm just mumbling, yes. like usual. As soon as I have headphones, I just feel like I talk like this all the time. Yeah, because it, it gives you too much credit. You ever yeah. talk to someone who's wearing headphones and listening to music? Because <laughs> they, they talk so loud. So obnoxious. Well, that, I feel like we're talking about a different thing now. Yes. Yes. Segway. You've moved. I'm a, we yeah. killed that conversation. How about you? We about, get back to your original question. Oh yeah, you're, well, I yeah. derailed your question. Um, I'm the worst interviewee ever. I mean, we're not interview. You're not even. We're just talking. We're just talking, we're, man. We're, 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 we're podcasting. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I I was always into rocking out, like probably from 
when I was seven years old, I was like, that's just the life for me. Right. Rocking. Like when I first heard, my dad had Led Zeppelin four. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, obviously heard rock music before that. But when I heard that, I was like, this is, can I swear on your podcast? Yes. Nonstop. Like, this is the fucking Wait, shit. When he can't swear. I can't. Oh no. Why? Turn it's it right. off. We'll, we'll, just we'll, we'll it let it that out. You could swear a lot. Go down. Oh, okay. Don't no, I don't require that was, profanity. That it's was just, a I just bit to, I did not think. When you're talking about Led Zeppelin, it requires yeah. a little Yeah, profanity. well, yeah. So my dad had Led, Led Zeppelin 4, and I heard that, and I was just like, whoa. Like, right away, I was like, this is beyond anything I'd ever heard before. Right. You know, it wasn't just... Because before that, I mostly just heard, like, pop music and the Beatles and stuff. The Beatles are great, obviously. Amazing, obviously, but but when I heard Led Zeppelin, I was like, something else right. is going on here, and I want to be a slave to this mask. Sure, <laughs> and uh, so from then on, like I was always wanting to rock out, and but I wasn't allowed to play the get an electric guitar when I was that old. For I think my parents truly thought I'd become like a drug addict or into Satan. And, <laughs> were they overprotective or just uh, religious or not? Really, I mean, they were they're Catholic, but right. not where was like home? Cleveland, All right. East Side, Clevo. Yeah, you guys know it. You we guys do. probably rocked there many times. Of course, times, right? Beachwood uh, Tavern, uh, Beach- Beachland, Beachland Tavern. Tavern. My least liked Pats meal in the flat. I hate the meal they give you at Beachland really? Tavern. Yeah. I think the meal, food, don't they? Every time they I've gotten a, just wait, like wait bad pasta and and three green beans, <laughs> and uh, like I've played there like four or five times, and somehow it's always the same. And I've actually heard other people be like, "No, the meal's been better for me." But you got to go down the street to to Ricky Chance. Well, that's the thing. I end up like that's it's a, it's always the point of the tour. No, where wait, I'm like, is that what it's called? Wait, no, Ricky no, Chance. It's called all I know uh, is no, down the Jackie, street. it's called, there's Richie Chan's, which is in Cleveland Heights. This right. is not important. No, but I love it. But yeah. And then uh, Jackie Chen's is the one down the street. Not Jackie Chan's. Right. Are they both Asian restaurants? They're both Chinese restaurants. Okay. Right. Yeah. In Cleveland. But um, See, I've never known that. I've just yeah, went to the shitty know. dive bar that's like one block from there that's kind of bar fly Yeah, no, uh, don't do that. Yeah, it was Pats scary. Pats in the Flats is enough. That was the first time that we you played, played there. Wow. Pats in the Flats was. I've rocked that place. At, that's, that, and place. with Pat was there, too. Wow. If Pat, Pat was is, in the Flats. Pat is this, uh, like a larger, uh, older woman. Right. Bought an XXL t shirt. Nice. You had uh, XXL t shirt. I think we gave it to her. Okay. Wait, which band is this? This was Oxford Collapse. Oh, okay. Which. What were you yeah, I You guys played a uh, Brooklyn Vegan thing, I think I hosted, right? I was going to say, wait, the Brooklyn. Was that the CMJ show? Yeah. Either, yeah. I, well, I hosted like two of them, like pianos, and the other one was at. Montana's? I do. That is, we and we I can't had met. Which one you were at. It was the Brooklyn Vegan. It was a CMJ show, I think, in two thousand five, maybe. And I actually a retroactive apology to you. Why? What because <laughs> I don't. For some reason, the band was really upset. The place was 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 very crowded, and I think they were pushing back the set times, oh. stuff like that. And I and then you were you kind of you were introducing the bands and doing some warm up, and we were like really ready to play and i think i might have oh. said something to the effect <laughs> like, of like go fuck yourself Dave. i maybe maybe it sounds a about right oh, was it, i might not have even said your name call of williams no no, no it was de- no you know where it was it was at the place in china not speaking of jackie chan fontana uh fontana's in the basement there. yes i don't think i ever played fontana's yeah and then yeah because i did a few i've done a, i guess i've hosted a few shows but in retrospect you were doing your job you were funny. Believe me, I do not mind <laughs> not going on stage, like sure. especially in a hosting capacity. 
when bands are involved. Yeah. As my story that I'll tell you later yeah. is an example of. But um, I find when, when a comedian or anyone who is not a band right. walks on stage at a thing where bands are playing, it can often be met with uh, derision. indifference yes. at best. Yeah. Yeah. Derision. I mean, I've done shows with like uh, Cavalcade of Stars where mm-hmm. it was, and that, you know, it's comedians and bands. Right. And like, uh, no one got, people would just talk through, and everybody, no matter who it was. Yeah. Um, and anyway, um, what was the question? Oh, so we were, so you were in, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Oh, anyway, yeah. Cleveland, so I don't, yeah. I don't care. Like, Especially the Brooklyn Vegan th- ones, like, yeah, sometimes, like, I like to go out there a couple times, be like, hey, and then after a while, I'm like, I just want to focus on my, drink, my <laughs> yeah. drinking, and, yeah. you know, because, you know, but I do like, you know, I'm, there, there I'm is sure that I'll do it again. Anytime Dave yeah. asks me to do something, I'm always yeah. happy to do it. Well, because you can't, I mean, you can't really get up there and do a full fucking bit. Like you can't, no, and then you, you also have, and then you feel kind of dumb just going up and doing the bare minimum at the same time. I'm sure. So you've got this weird, like, well, what the fuck exactly should I do? Like, that's, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I, mean, I try to when I'm doing that sort of thing, I just try to just talk, right? Say whatever comes to mind because I feel like it's like seems too, I don't know, bullshitty to to, right. to, to be like, oh, what's the deal with? I don't know. <laughs> You know, from out of nowhere. Give us your wry observations on life. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Talking with headphones on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just like to go out, make fun of the guitar player's pedals. Right. Maybe that's what set me off. Maybe. I find a lot of bands. My line six. Yeah, I would have totally called you out on yeah. that. No, I, I, I was what anti-line you, I, I six. I have a line six pedal. You do? The green yeah. one? I, I just call it the line sex, by the way. I have the Ooh. green one and the purple the one. The pod, right. right? What? Hit us with a couple pedals. I'm sort of a minimalist. I mean, I only use uh, a tuner. Yeah. And, of course, the tuner. <laughs> chromatic. Uh, Boss chromatic. Yeah, I, I got a couple of those. And uh, <laughs> sometimes I throw two on just see what happens. Two, yeah. Make sure I'm in two. No, I I I have two of them because I'm I always have a bandmate who doesn't sure have it. So of course, I'm like here you go. I used a Fender, just the twin reverb, and it was the loudest. Yeah, I never went above three on that thing. Uh, Emperor cabinets. I have an Emperor cabinet that get handmade. Uh, you know, I've heard that sometimes you'll get them and you'll find a bag of weed in it because uh, oh, wow. they'll kind of screw it in there by accident. Oh, uh, nice. When I was on tour with High and Fire, they had bought all new Emperor cabinets and they were too big to fit into the bus, so they had to leave them in Chicago because they had gotten like ten tens. They were wow. making like fucking these crazy Frankenstein humongous wow. metal cabinets. Wait, so your band you opened for High on Fire? Yeah, we did like six weeks with them. Oh shit! Uh, I was like us, this band Coliseum, this band Mono. Uh, and we were the second in the four. Wait, my last question. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> wait, Matt Plex in rehab now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably good. I, Rob Delaney, you guys know, you know Rob Delaney. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, he, I don't know. Oh, he loves High on Fire. He right. loves High on Fire. And I don't know if he ever, I'm not, I don't want to say too much about it because I, I never saw that he published it. Oh, yeah. He wrote an open letter to him. Did yeah, they, yeah, did yeah. yeah. I remember seeing that online. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't because he sent it to me before, it, and he's like, "Do you think I should right put this out there?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah, it's great." Yeah, and uh, but I never heard whether I never saw it again. So yeah, I, didn't know I whether, either saw it on his Tumblr or Vice. It, might it, have it, done yeah, or I thought he was out. doing it for Vice. It but, feels like it came on Vice, but, but um, yeah, but it was. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, so great. And uh, 
and you know, I mean, Rob's sober, so he was like kind of kind of coming from like, we need you to clean up so you can do yeah. Satan's. I mean, that was the wild ride too. Is like I don't drink or do drugs, so like I was on that tour with Pike, and he was just like, like the second day, he was like, you don't drink, man. Oh, I'm gonna be like a little devil on your shoulder. I'm gonna take you down by the end of this tour. He never really did. I find though with drinking, like I I I don't drink. Except for the story that I'll eventually tell you. Right. I don't, I drank, I usually don't drink when I'm doing comedy. Right. But, and I might have a little to drink when I'm doing music, like a beer or two sure. or whatever. Or if I gauge it, what the overall behavior of the rest of the band is. Right. Like if I'm in a sober band. Right. I might have, because like, you know, being an old man and all, like most of the bands I'm in, there's someone is sober, half sure. the band is sober or whatever. So. But then I play in some bands where no one's sober. Yeah. And then that, I'm like, all right, I can get at least as drunk as the next right. least drunk guy. If, um, cause, you know, yeah. barometer. Anyway, I've so always I, I been the sober it guy. So it's just always been me dealing with whatever level it is. Yeah, I well, like that New Orleans show I've talked about where everyone got more wasted than they've ever been. Our drummer had never really drank on tour and drank like three hand grenades. Like Ooh. most of the, the guitarists either got Coke or pills. And everyone, oh. like I remember like one guitarist was like flying. Like he was done with the song before the song was over. <laughs> oh, wow. And then he was like, I think we're playing better than we've ever yeah. played. And oh, I was like, funny. slow I, the fuck down. Well, I'm losing it. I go, I, I find like I can have a couple of beers and play and sing fine. And then I get in that three to four, yep. five right. drink range. And it starts to go. To, it's downhill. Like sure. I'm making mistakes, and I feel bad about it because I like I want to do yeah. well. But then once I get crossover into the six, seven, eight, ten drink range, I'm the best. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's that window, man. You I gotta can, work yeah, the window. I can never let myself get to that point because no, I was it's hard. So, I've like, only done it by mistake, yeah. Yeah. right? But I did a show recently. Um, I play in this band, Diamond Snake, um, with some friends, and we were playing. At, uh, what's it called? At Mercury. Uh-huh. And it just worked out that I met a couple friends for beers. I had a couple beers before I got there. And then I went over to, um, what's that place called? Sammy's Romanian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, the frozen bottles of vodka. Uh-huh. So I had like <laughs> four of those or something. <laughs> and then I went back to Mercury, had like, I don't know how many more beers before i went on and basically do not really remember too much of the right. show like it was just kind of a, that sort of thing where you're like wait did we play this one <laughs> right yeah. and like not and then like i kind of left sheepishly like sort of like ooh, that was uh, <laughs> probably gonna get kicked out of the van after that one. but uh but then i was just sort of waiting uh you know and i emailed the guys the next day and like everyone's like well the drummer uh Chris was, he's like, you own that show. Like, you, like, were the force in the band. Like, you really stepped up. It's not about your confidence that night. Yeah, and then, like, other people were like, you were fucking amazing. <laughs> like, your playing was, your solos were insane. But I think it's true, after, like, ten drinks, I get my uh, dexterity back somehow. Mm, sure. And I do not question uh, anything. And the I'm fear just, is gone. Yeah, yeah the yeah. fear is gone. So I'm like, yeah, I should probably... Uh, do right hand tapping for the. 
this whole solo. So I do do that. Like I, I was, sure, I, I do that a lot. Like, even, but you have more confidence to pull an Igve Bobstein all of a sudden. Yeah, like, like I don't question. Like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do like a big <laughs> run here. I'm like, no, I should. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, I wonder if a sweeping arpeggio would sound great. Yeah, here. yeah. I'll try it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so did, when when you were growing up, you 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 fell in love with rock. Yeah, what do you? You'll edit out the last. No, no, yeah. it's all gonna be. It's oh. great. So, but and then, did you end up like? Did you play in bands in high school and try to do that at mm, all? Or? A little bit. I mean, I, I, I was always like t- too much of a control freak and right. perfectionist to really be in a band with teenagers. Sure. Even when I was a <laughs> sure, because I would Grow do up, it. Guys. I w- I w- wasn't very patient, right? And I was like, I wanted everyone to be. I didn't want anyone to make mistakes. I wanted everyone. And I was already, like, pretty good at guitar. Like, I was I was good, mm-hmm. like, when I was a kid, a teenager or whatever. So I was like, we got to be perfect. Right. You pro know, gear, no one, pro two. Huh? Pro gear, pro two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so even you know, my friends were like, this guy's no fun to be in a band. With. So I was never in a band that lasted more than a few practices. So, but then in college, I started playing in bands. Right. Like, you know. And I formed pretty much my first band, um, and that that was a that that band ended up being like my first band that I you know made a record. Which uh, was that? Uh... It was called the worst band name ever, because <laughs> uh, we formed the band when we were like eighteen or whatever, and right. didn't think that it was gonna anything was sure. gonna come of it. Um, and it was called Sons of Elvis. Oh, okay, and we had yeah. we made one record. For priority records, which is hmm. primarily like hip hop, hip-hop, yeah, and uh, and we had like a video on MTV and like a top forty. How did that? Come, how did the priority thing come about? There was like this brief period where they were thought like, oh, we've made a shitload of money through hip hop, yeah. right? Why don't we just do it with rock music? So yep. they signed a handful of of pasty rock bands right us uh magna pop this band yeah. from athens and uh who else i don't know i can't even remember uh and and yeah it was just kind of everyone made one record or right whatever for the label that's happened at aristo when i was working there because right when oh, yeah. i worked at aristo i was like worked in their a and r department like oh. I got out of college uh-huh uh and that that's what they were you know they're at aristo so they were like hip-hop and r&b but they were like trying to sign like you know all these like fourth level corn bands at that yeah. point and then like avril lavigne and like you know just kind of uh-huh. like trying to hit like different mark because i remember they'd be like so like you know what kind of rock you listen to like what kind of metal and i'm like ah, i'm not gonna like, i don't uh-huh. really have anything for you uh-huh uh i think i yeah i might have recommended Nightwish once this like <laughs> nice. fucking like female fronted power metal band <laughs> just because evanescence was popular at the time Ooh. i was like i don't know sign them or lacuna coil some like <laughs> bullshit fucking female fronted yeah. singing power metal um mm-hmm. so yeah so you were on priority with yeah. sons of elvis yeah yeah so that was my first and where band. were you at that point where you, you were in college and you were yeah in uh at fordham okay um and so yeah that was my first band and then that kind of i mean we're you know like a lot of bands uh like mid to late 90s bands like you know you just kind of have a quick flash and right disappear and that's kind of what happened um i mean we ended up like it was just we thought like oh well i guess we'll just make another record and be uh. b- bigger 
and bigger and bigger. And, um, right. But then, like, you know, it's like, we it's just stupid stuff. Like, the most cliche stuff. We got a new A&R guy who thought we were horrible. And we got, yeah. eventually got dropped. Um, and then we thought, oh, we'll just go sign to another major label. Someone else will want us. But right. he was yeah. like, no, no, I want you. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then I was just like back in Cleveland. and, and Were then, you doing comedy at this point? No. Um, I don't know. It was like painting houses mm-hmm. yeah. at that point. And, yeah. But, and then. Doing do what people in bands do. Yeah. Uh, doing that shit jobs. That was brief, though. Like, I, that was like. But I very. Like, I not. Like, I quickly started doing, like, murals and stuff. So I mostly did that. Right. I would occasionally just paint a house. Right. But I would usually do, like, a, you know, a nursery. Like, one, someone would want, like, an elephant in their right. kid's wall or whatever. So it was, it was still fun. Yeah. Like, it didn't totally suck. Um,. And then I had another band called um, Uptown Sinclair that was sort of like a power pop band. And then I was in a band, also at the same time, a band called Cobra Verde, mm-hmm. which is, they're still together. Though they're, they're not, I don't think they're really playing shows because John and Tim from that band now have a band with Jay Mascus okay. called Sweet Apple. And I think oh, they're, yeah, they're that doing band. that okay. more. Um, anyway, so yeah, so I was in those two bands and toured with Cobra Verde a bunch of times. We, we did, like, tours with Mike Watt. We did tours with mm. Jay Mascus. And, uh, did Cobra Verde put uh, well, put records out on any certain labels or on your mm. own? Yeah, it was... I can't even remember what label. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I was, I was only in that band for, like, two and a half years. So okay. I can't remember... Honestly, can't remember what right. label we were on. Any notable uh, worst gigs from any of those tours? In Cobra, uh, no, I mean they they were all, all pretty fun right. tours. Mm-hmm. I mean, were you doing the standard kind of band in a van tour? Yeah, for yeah, those? just like uh, well, Mike Watts still has always toured that yeah. way. Yeah, right? I mean it was always, always we fun go with Kano, man. Yeah, I mean yeah. the first I think the first tour we did him we did with him was right after he got really sick. Yeah, right, and almost died. Right. And it was kind of like the pay the hospital bill. Sure. Um, and so how was the vibe on that tour? I mean, relaxed at least. Still, it was totally I, like he. Uh, I mean, he's a great guy and like really insane and yeah, interesting and funny and smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you, you just kind of like hang out and listen to him talk. Sure. At length. Was that when he had the long beard? Because I think when he got sick, he grew like a really long beard. Uh, I think on the tour, I don't, I can't remember. I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. We did like three tours with him. Right. Well, I think like a couple with him, and then a couple, and then one with Jay where Mike was playing bass, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't remember. Hey, I'm sure he had a beard at some point, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, he's he's. We'll, we'll come back to that. And uh, yeah, and then I just saw him, and he's a sweet, awesome guy. I saw yeah. him play with the Stooges in London. Oh, nice. A little while ago, and it was awesome. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so I was in those two bands. And then um, I came to New York for the weekend in 2003. Mm-hmm. Literally, I was just coming for the weekend. I never left. I never, oh, really? never went back. Because I ended up getting a job offer, and I was like, hmm, not have, like, I thought, like, it might be. A- right. I took the job not thinking, like, oh, I'm moving to New York. I took it. Like, oh, I'll just do the job, and then when what I run... The, what was the job? Writing for a TV show. So I was like, it's a finite right. amount of time. So I was like, oh, I'll do this, and then I'll probably go back yeah. to Cleveland. Sure. 
then I was here and I was like, oh, I guess I'll just stay here. And I think I was, I was when I was doing research for this uh, conversation, mm-hmm. I, I was reading something about it. you were this, you just hanging out at this at the uh, the at the show uh, or at the, in the writers' room, and they just eventually asked you to start writing or something like that. Mm, what? No, like. Because I, I was, like, f- working as a freelance writer okay. pr- primarily at this point in Cleveland. Because okay. like, I went from, like, painting houses to doing, like, murals in houses to doing graphic design. And then started... My sister's a writer. She writes for the Philadelphia Inquirer. And then I was always using her computer. And then we started emailing. So I knew, she was like, why don't you just be a writer? <laughs> so I was like, all right. Because I realized you could, like, you didn't have to show up anywhere. Sure. Because mm-hmm. with graphics, you have to show up and... To show people things and all that. So I was like, all right, that's bad. I don't want to show it anymore. Sure. It's terrible. I was writing. So then I started getting these gigs and I just started drifting around. You know, I'd be in Cleveland, I'd be in New York. And right. as long as I had my computer, I was fine. So I was in New York for a few days and John Kimbrough, uh, one of my best friends who was in a band called Walt Mink, if you ever yep. know oh, yeah. Yep. And, and he just produced the Tenacious D record. And anyway, I'm just. <laughs> just throwing it, filling in bio information. You got it, you got it. But um, so I was having lunch with him, and he was doing the music for this show on on Spike TV. And then he's like, "Oh, you should write some jokes for this show." <laughs> and so he called them back, and I went in and met with them, never telling them that I lived in Cleveland. Sure, I was just like, "Yeah, okay." And Why then, bother? <laughs> so they would have like a writers' meeting, and I would just be like, "All right, I guess I'll go up to New York and go to this meeting for an hour." <laughs> And they would pay like a few, a couple hundred bucks, I sure. think, and just to like take or leave whatever jokes you submitted. So I, I'd done that like two or three times, maybe. And then one day they called and they're like, "Hey, do you want to just work here full time, like uh-huh. starting on Wednesday or whatever?" This is like a Friday night, so it's like okay. And then I've made this the longest story. I, I don't really answer <laughs> questions. I just kind of like that's absolutely fine. Zip around, but um. <laughs> Yeah, a friend of mine described talking, not, not that I'm agreeing with him, but he described talking with me as being in a golf cart with someone when the driver's really drunk. <laughs> and he's like, you eventually get there, but you're all over the court. <laughs> well, he was but, kind of an asshole and kind of right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then... Uh, so, you, so it sounds like you started writing comedy before you actually... Yeah, it. yeah. I mean, I was a journalist, and I was like writing newspaper articles, and then... But even with newspaper articles, I always just wanted to, like, throw a joke in. Like, right. I didn't really care mm-hmm. about anything else other right. than, like, if I could get this one line in or sure. whatever. So I think I was into comedy, but I just wasn't, like, I guess I wasn't, like, maybe I didn't feel like, oh, like, oh I should really pursue this sure. directly. Like, really go for it. I just like being a goofball. And well, I, I think because also when you're coming out at, like, I, I know probably all of us feel that way at least how i felt like when i was in college and like in bands and then at post like that's like well no that's what i do i play music like, yeah I yeah think about yeah. doing comedy. i'm not it's spending like, my 20s like going up and doing you know open mics like yeah, i yeah. want to play just, music like, it's like i'm going up and playing a show yeah. like yeah know. yeah exactly and i didn't even know like before i started doing comedy like i'd only been to like one or two comedy shows right. ever. like uh and i'm not like a comedy nerd at all. Right, like, yeah. there's stuff I I love a ton of comedy, sure. but I'm not like An encyclopedia. No, I mean, yeah. I like I've heard of everything, but it's not like <laughs> I'm like, oh, I have every George Carlin record. Right. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah, he's great, but I don't like sit around. It's not what I do. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I probably should. I'd be better, but. <laughs> 
Well, um, you know, we make our choices. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually remember seeing George Carlin on vacation in Las Vegas <laughs> with like my my family. I was probably nineteen or twenty at the time, not realizing that like this was all. I thought he came out, picked up the microphone, and just talked. To right. the audience. It was just naturally that's funny. What I f- that's and I, I remember realize- seeing uh, Sergeant Slaughter when I was on vacation in Aruba once, and he was flipping his grandson and doing wrestling moves at <laughs> the pool. So I was kind of like, "Oh, this is the greatest thing ever." <laughs> Although, in in, in 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 full discretion, as we say on the show, <laughs> I'd probably rather hang out with Sergeant Slaughter. Yes, George Jesus Carlin. Christ! Well, but, I mean, George yeah. Carl. Hey, George Carl is amazing. I mean, I'm just sure. saying, like, yeah. it wasn't like I was more like trying to figure out. The fuck to do music? Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, yeah, Led yeah. Zeppelin solos, or, exactly. Or James Page solos, but um, yeah. So, so yeah, I was writing jokes, and then, and then I started writing on this show, and then one of the producers, Catherine Dorr, was like, "Oh, you should," because I was just an idiot around the office. <laughs> so she was like, "Why don't you? You should be on the show. Like, why don't you? We they were still casting it. It's like you should audition. So I did." And they actually wanted to have me on the show, but then they sent my tape to the network, and they their words were, he seems too strange and volatile. <laughs> was why I couldn't, they didn't want me on the show. And it's been like, but anyway, after that, uh, eventually, you know, like would meet people, and my friend Tony Carnavali was doing a show in the back of right. Parkside Lounge, and he was like, hey, do you want to do something? And so I was like, yeah. And then it just grew from there. But I also, like, I did more TV writing, and I was, like, screwing around with video. And uh, and so I was writing for this show on Court TV called Smoking Gun TV, and I was hired as a writer, right. but I brought, like, you know, I think literally, like, a VHS tape in. I was like, these are some of my stupid videos. So they ended up hiring me to be a correspondent on the show. Um, so weirdly, I'd actually done television before right. I ever did stand-up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I kind of did it backwards or something. <laughs> but uh, everybody's got their own path. Yeah. Exactly. That's... But uh, but yeah. And then when I was here, I formed a band, Valley Lodge, with uh, with John Kimbrough. When it was really just the two of us. Yeah. Right. Made a record together because neither one of us were in a band. Yeah. At the time. So. But so you've always been doing music. Like it seems like you've kind of figured out a way to balance. Yeah, music but weirdly, and I think. Uh, it's weird, like with music, I was pretty much, when I got here to New York, I thought like, oh, I'm kind of done with music, yeah. I guess. Like maybe I'll like I'll still play guitar and make demos and stuff. But I was like, before Valley Lodge started, I was just making demos and like giving a CD to right. a friend and they'd be like, oh, I listened to it while I, was, while I was jogging, I was into it. And like, it was totally gratifying to me. Yeah. I was like, felt no desire to really yeah. do anything more than that. And then we made the Valley Lodge record um and like played sporadically or whatever and then we got signed to we had the record come out over here and then we got signed to a label in japan at a point when the band was like barely functioning right and i like and that was sort of the impetus for making another record sure because we had to make bonus tracks for the for the japanese bonus tracks yeah and all new artwork which is cool yeah uh and then um, and did you go over to, to play? Yeah, we job? went and toured, and like that. I've, my book that's out now, mm-hmm. Tasteful Nudes. Yes, uh, there's a chapter about like our Jap- about the whole being legitimately big in Japan. Yeah, and like kind but of. But you did a show at UCB about it too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, that show was like where I prepped to, to right. the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, so it kind of like went through all these iterations. 
here, some of which were horrible. Sure. And fun to finally get it ready to go to Edinburgh. But, yeah. um, uh, wait, oh, see, so yeah, blah, 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 made the Japanese record. And then, so we ended up making another record just because we were in the studio and it sure. started off with three bonus tracks. As you know, you just end up, I was like, oh, let's do 10. Right. Mm-hmm. So we made a new record. And then, I'm na- I'm sorry. I'm na- this is gonna be the worst. I've ruined your podcast. This is we best. don't listen to it once it's done. It's all up <laughs> to the, the audience. Way. You might as well way. not like, exist. We, it, it's not like recording a song and you want to dissect. It's like okay, we had a conversation. I it's great. I really enjoyed having the conversation. My songs now let's let everybody else hear it. So, yeah, like that's it. So I'm just giving the full rundown. Yeah. You got Of how I became the man. And, and of course, today. we need to get to where we got to hear some. And you'll hear this, the story. Yeah. yeah, which is ten hours long. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, but. uh yeah, so then we, so we had the second record, and then Dave from Brooklyn Vegan, like, you know, I, he was a, a, into my comedy. I forget how I even met him. I can't remember, but... Um, For the listener, Brooklyn Vegan is a uh, an influential website, website based in New York. Mm-hmm. Based, uh, It's a vegan in Brooklyn, and he's, uh, he's covered... The goings on of uh, the New York uh, music scene for the past yeah, right. for a long and time the, and now, the whole actually. world at this and point. it's less uh, of a pain in the ass America. than Pitchfork and and but also infamous say. for their their comment section. I love it's, the it's kind of right. like a uh, a rite of passage if you play in a band to get flamed right. by the uh, Brooklyn you can't vegan be on that. Well, they, they don't really do. Uh, to, they're not re- rarely they're rarely mean to the comedy posts like people right. are like fuck yeah. that guy. sometimes. But uh, oh, no cursing. The music ones, yeah. I'm sure Panthers got torn apart a lot. But uh, I did. I just wrote a review. Of, uh, I went to see Def Leppard. Oh yeah, I saw. And, How was uh, that show? It was awesome. Was it? If you like Def Leppard, which sure. I do, then it was awesome. Um, uh, do they play anything from Into the Night or whatever the first album uh, at all uh, at this point? Uh, uh, no, On through the night, I can't. I don't through think. the uh, through the night with the with the, with the, the truck. truck. Yeah, the, when when they're borderline NWOBHM at that point. Yeah, I think they yeah. might. Yeah. They they might play one song. I can't remember. Is that record the, worth listening to? I yeah. think so. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the first three are just awesome, and yeah. I, I mean, they obviously done, you know, but in terms of just fully rocking out. It's um, the first three, I think, yeah. are like undeniable. I mean, the first one's got a great song about like just like a rock in America. Like yeah. I can't remember what the name of it is. It might be called Rock, rock America, <laughs> but like it is a solid. It's a solid. Oh, you mean uh, rock, rock Brigade? Album. Yeah, maybe it, it just is that. Uh, is that on? That's a great I, song. Yeah, I it's worth remember, the list. But it's on one of the first two. Yeah. Um, but I mean that that's my favorite stuff of theirs. Anyway, but I wrote this this review and. Uh, it went crazy, like all over the internet. <laughs> but the po—if you read the comments, they're hilarious because most of them are actually really nice. Right. But then, because people couldn't understand, they're like, "Is he being ironic, or is he, does he, is he really into?" Right. Which I am. Like, I was just like, "This was great," and, and I just wrote right. like a fun review, and people are like, "Oh, he's making fun of them." But what happened? The uh, Def Leppard's publicist ended up writing Dave at Brooklyn Vegan and saying, like, just so you know, the guys have seen it and they love it. And they <laughs> thought it was great. And uh, That's great. So then I wrote her and I was like, hey, you know, do they, do you want me to send some books over? They can have them, like, to read on the bus. And they're like, oh, yeah, they'd love it. So, <laughs> so that's amazing. Def Leppard approved. That's great. And then I, like, a week ago, I did this thing, uh, 
some Norwegian, I can't remember what the show's called, but it's like the biggest like national radio, mm-hmm. hard rock and metal right. radio show. They emailed me and they're like, hey, we saw the Def Leppard review <laughs> and we loved it and we read it on the air or something and blah, blah, blah. And they were like really into it. And they were like, we can, do you want to like do an hour on our show where you get to do your playlist uh-huh. of favorite Amazing. songs? And like it, they've had like huge, you know, like ACDC and like whoever else, all, like great, great rock people do, right. do it. So I was honored. So they came over. The guy's like, I'm actually in New York. So he came over and I did like my... My hard rock and metal top ten. That's amazing. I still haven't answered your, your questions. I don't even all. remember the question. I don't even remember. I, what I'll I'll tell you I mean, what. now I'm actually just thinking of like that. Just is a quick question, but we, you know, we're talking about Brooklyn vegan comments. Yeah. And if you're talking, you know, you've done the Def Leppard thing, but you've also done like the metal injection stuff, and I yeah, think that yeah, is a I big thing guys. where like. You know, like, especially metal. Like, metal fans are, you know, humorless. Oh, so oh, and I love metal more than anything in the world. But, you know, especially when you get to, like, especially the level of, like, a Norwegian black metal fan. They're all about being true. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, it, it, it's it's almost shocking of, like, someone being like, well, no, I can enjoy it. And also that Norwegian black realize metal, it's bullshit. That <laughs> like, Norwegian black metal documentary, by the way. Until you, the light takes Did us. you see yeah. this one? I saw it for I, I, I had to. I, I had to turn it off. Why? I hated it. I just. I. I it was so dour to me. I. I, I thought it was, it was so heavy. You got depressed and by Fenris. I did get depressed. No. You got depressed because he's he's a sad record. I was just. I was just like. There were too many shots from a train of the of the of the <laughs> Norwegian countryside covered in snow. I was. Into and I was just it. like. The pentagram documentaries we were talking about. I haven't seen oh that. Now, this it is, is really, it's unbelievable. I have to get this that. Is, Where can I get it? It's on it's Netflix. Netflix Instant. Get out. Yeah. I, was, it, I, oh, I, I actually was up until like four in the morning because I went to bed really okay. late and I was like, for the uh, I'm just going to watch a, like five minutes Holy of a TV shit. show. This, and I was like, is, oh, fuck. Like, we should do this as a public service. For, this for, for the Bobby listener, Lieber. the band Pentagram, who were, how, give me a, give me a sentence. Pentagram are a proto metal band who should have been huge. They're, they're, America's, uh, you know, Black the, Sabbath. Black almost. Sabbath. Uh, and, like, and they've got blue cheer elements, and like the, they're the equivalent. Or maybe a Deep Purple. Deep Purple, definitely. Yeah. They're not as heavy as a Sir Lord Baltimore, but yeah. uh, th- but they were constantly fucking themselves uh, uh, over. Yeah, so they had a chance to be a, hu- a huge band, and the main guy is this guy, Bobby, Bobby, Liebling. Bobby Liebling, and he's like this 55 year old. 54. St- <laughs> yeah, I think he's even older. Right, yeah. he like, he's in pretty, the he looks about 70. But he looks insane. Anyway, the documentary is fantastic. It's incredibly depressing and it. uplifting. Yeah. That and guy, I was like, because, like, did you see the show? Did that, that? I've seen them a couple times. I saw them. Because the whole arc of it is getting to the Irving Plaza show. And, like, I was at that show. And it was uh, what do you mean the Webster Hall show? The Webster yeah. Hall show. I, I was yeah. at that show. Okay. Great show. Yeah. Amazing show. No, I. I wrote a review of that show, and I feel so bad. Not really, but I was just drunk, and and um, I can't remember. They had this like the lineups totally changed since that show. Right, they got like some more of the original or the the lineup looked like a bar band with like yeah, well, a, that's a like leather do rag. Yeah, and I was I just like was just drunk enough to be like. <laughs> I got so irritated with the guitar player because I was right. like, he can't shred. Right. Like, he's not good enough to be in this band. Yeah, and he's right. like a he was, he was like a fine guitar player, yeah. but I was like, this guy plays about as well as like a guitar center employee, which right. is not good enough. Right. And I was just like bitching about it at the show, like it's like it's not fucking good enough. Like he's got a they need a better guitar player. Right. And uh and in my post, I went off on it. I was like, you can't fucking show up. 
I'm like, that's got, I'm not saying the guy was bad or he shouldn't be in a band, but he should not be in that band. <laughs> right. And then he ended up being out of the band shortly after. I don't think it had because anything. Because of your to, review. I don't think, <laughs> we don't know. We right, don't know. Exactly. But we, I'm just saying. <laughs> we he's can, not we can the, guess. He's not in the band anymore. And, uh, but I've met, I've interviewed Bobby Liebling for, oh, really? for Metal Injection. Yeah. And it was the only person I've ever interviewed where I felt, I was like, I cannot be an idiot to this guy. Right. Because like, that's kind of what I do is sure. be an idiot to people. Right. Not, not be mean, but I don't think, but, yeah. but just be silly. And aloofness. And, yeah, yeah. But w- with him, I was like, I cannot, right. I can't do it. Like, this is too. Was this right around the time of those? This it was more recently. They oh, did okay. a show at La Poisson Rouge. Yeah, of course, La Poisson Rouge. Yeah, so they did. They played <laughs> there. <laughs> That's First how you of all, pronounce it every time. What do you think about this? In New York, I think New York is a horrible metal town. It's the worst. And here's why. <laughs> you okay? Well, no, I'm not saying. No, no, no. Go on. There are there are people here that are legit metal fans, right. musicians. And all that, but I think like you like what I hate is the sort of hipster, ironic, sure metal dudes, and like I'm not going to name the bands that I think are the do sort it. of progenitors of that. <laughs> do it, name no. those beardo bands, huh? I'm not going to do it, <laughs> but um, so I think a lot like it ends up being because I think metal comes from like it, it it's like a music for like marginalized people, right? You know, like you don't. You don't move to New York. If, you, if you're a kid from the suburbs, wherever the fuck you're from, and you move to New York, like you're not marginalized. You're living yeah. in the, the greatest and hardest place to live. Right. It's like you're, you have your shit together on some level sure. to get out of Indiana or whatever sure. and live in New York. So I don't, I think you can still be a fan of it, of course, but I don't think you can, like it's coming from, do you agree with this? At I, all? I actually, I completely agree with your, what you're saying. And correct me if I'm wrong. Just throughout history, New York isn't exactly known as. I mean, outside of what Anthrax, Kiss, right. Kiss, Kiss. that's it. Right. Like, yeah, New York is not that's uh, and uh, New York and hardcore. hardcore. Yeah, we got hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but there is. It's not known as. You need that Midwest. We got suffocation. You need. I know. We got man of war. Well, that but man of war. I did a thing yesterday with. With um, but that's, Andy Chernoff from yeah. The Dictator. Yeah, that's the thing. Oh, really? I was asking about Ross the Boss. Yeah, yeah. what's the emergency? I can't. We, we're talking about a little bit. I he showed up in that uh, that recent like metal documentary like very briefly. They interviewed oh, really? Him, like in oh, about uh, power metal. Um, uh, oh. Carnosaur and uh, carnivore. Carnivore. I'm sorry. Carnivore. Not <laughs> Carnosaur was the movie. Right. Oh. And and uh, typo negative would be right. another yeah. notable. Yeah. Movie. No, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying it can't be done. It is done, and there's totally. But I agree with you. It's one of the things I've always loved about metal is that it is like for the fans, it's, you know, it's, it, it's it, for the true metal fans, like, and I'm talking, yeah, like the working class metal fans, like this, that's all they've got. Like all they've got is metal. All they've got is the show. Like while they work yeah. a shit job all week yeah. in the middle of Cleveland or Pittsburgh, or wherever, like some bum fuck town. Yeah. Uh, and that's always been one of the things that's endeared it to me. Beyond that, I just love the music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there is that element because I certainly, I mean, it's a, I can't, tell sometimes if it's being older and not wanting to deal with shows outside of actually watching the band Mm -hmm. or the fans or both but being also in a metal band and having to play metal shows like i love it and hate it all at the same time well it's well i think there's totally legit fans and bands and stuff but i but then 
you get I, at, at any New York metal show I've been to. There's there's the people like they're just it's like they're kind of playing dress up, right? And sure. like that's you know, annoying. And like kind of like oh, I'm dressing like uh, dressing like I am some kid, right? Like a Hesher in, in Indiana. Yeah. So it's like you're not. If there's... they're wearing the fucking the crossover thrash jean jacket with patches, and you're like, I don't feel like you wear that every day. Yeah, you yeah, buy it. exactly. I don't think you like uh, but destruction there's, there's, that much. There's also yeah. something to be said for I think what you're also we're also talking about like this the golden age yeah. of sure. heavy metal come and even still New York not being. Being more of an urban place, being you know the birth of, of hip hop or whatever. Um, and fucking New York hardcore. But, well, yeah, but yeah, I, I think like there's talking about Def Leppard and all of these amazing, quote unquote, heavy metal bands sure. from England, right? And you see, you know, this stuff. This is this is well trodden territory, sure. Mm-hmm. But this idea of like you know Black Sabbath coming from like the roughest part of Birmingham and then like. You know, because that was all there was to do. Oh, man, I was like, from Connecticut. We had some rough streets where we had <laughs> well, fake warning. Yeah. Yeah. We do have Hatebreed. Right, yeah. Hatebreed is was my boys, but but I uh, but uh, I uh, the point being is that like there's something in whatever the the water sure at the time, mm-hmm. and there's something to be said for like this like the mid American teenager. Uh, taking out all of their aggression right. and angst to like heavy metal music on a Saturday night, driving around aimlessly. Like it just it's it's it seems like it speaks directly to that kind yeah. of mentality. And and I think if if you don't have that as part of your background at any point in your life, I think a lot of these. I'm not again. I'm not going to name the bands that I think this about. <laughs> But like, that's okay, Jeff will. Yep. Like, but like a well, lot of these... bands I was in, uh, that would what some people would classify, but go on. No, uh, like some of these guys can't, I really pisses me off. When they can't play. When yeah. they can't play. Right. Like when they can't, like if you're going to fucking try to steal our, our main riffs, you sure. better fucking know yeah. how to play. Right. And like, like half-ass thrash and half-ass new wave of British heavy metal ripoff is annoying. Oh, like you're just like, hey, why don't you just? Do- but that I think comes from kids being into punk rock and taking like the DIY mentality, sure. and then years later getting into metal. Like, all right, let's form a metal band. Right. But really, not. I mean, because that was when it comes down to it. A lot of the main differences between metal and punk are the chops. Right. Yeah. Like you, well, yeah, exactly. But I think, like, and granted, I was not there in person. Right. Uh, but I heard about it, so I'm like, oh, I should watch. There was videos from it, but they have like a shredding competition at like Santos Party House, right? And I watched it, like the finalists. I was like, none of these fucking guys are any good. Like they kind, kind like they're great. They're good sure. guitar players, but they don't fucking shred. Like right. they, they like can play passively, passively to 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 fool people right. that don't know. Sure. And and another thing I hate, <laughs> um, but but it pisses me off because I was like, why don't, can't if you're gonna fucking show up to a shredding competition, you better fucking know how to shred. Yes, definitely. If Thank you're you. if if that's the whole point is a shredding competition, yeah. uh, because I wouldn't like I know I can't. Like I mean, like I'm a bass player primarily, but on guitar I can't shred like at all. Like oh, fucking... I'm not saying you that people have. But to I shred. wouldn't show up to a shredding contest. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the a, thing. Like, if they're gonna show up to a shredding contest, you better be yeah, ready yeah. to shred, brother. Yeah. yeah, and like some of these guys, it's like yeah, they can do like a little like some little runs here and there. Right. It's like you know, I'm just saying, there's no shame in like sitting down and watching Paul Gilbert videos right on YouTube and just fucking learning how to do it. Right. I mean, on the opposite end, the other problem with metal right now is that uh, there's the people who can only shred. Yeah. There's a lot of younger kids who, like, grown up with Pro Tools. And so you got these tech metal bands that, like, it's a lot of riffs. 
but there's no song in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm and at a certain point, either. I'm like, you, you still gotta have a fucking riff. You need the heart. Oh yeah, I mean, need heart. The song is the most important thing. Um, we would be remiss if if we didn't delve into worst the gig, worst, worst gig, gig ever. ever. But I didn't, I haven't finished my long winded story. Oh, yeah. No, I just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I was just. I haven't up. answered the question. Has four four questions ago. <laughs> su- uh, just to sum up. <laughs> yeah. What happened was. Oh, I'll just I'll make this so fast. But this, <laughs> I was getting to a point. This will be like a, oh, a yeah, line yeah. you do. But what? Um. So anyway, Brooklyn Vegan. Like Dave was a fan of my comedy, but I kept sending him valley lodge tracks like in the context of another email like oh yeah i'll host this thing with oxford claps or whatever and then oh yeah check out this song and he never listened to it until one day like after like a year he was like i love this like he's like i never bothered to listen to it and i finally did and then he was really and he's like he's like i'm really into this band and he passed it on to uh another friend who was now a friend ryan barkin at this primary wave licensing company and then so they ended up hooking us up with all these licenses. Right. So like then the band weirdly started having income. Licensing will bring a new life in. Yeah. Ads. So we're like, <laughs> when you all of a sudden have money from commercials. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we can go make another record. Right. We can do stuff now. So so it's kind of like reinvigorated it. And and then Walter Schreifels right. from Gorilla Biscuits and Quicksand and all that. So I was friends, been friends with him for a long time. And he would always, you know, I'd go to his shows, he'd come to my comedy shows, and I was playing, I was doing this thing where I was shredding. Right. And after the show, he was like, because he'd see me, like, just play acoustic guitar or whatever, sure. but I was doing, like, some, like, you know, tapping and such. And after the show, he's like, you know, I was watching that, and I thought at first it was a joke and that you were doing it along to a track, and then I was like realizing that your hands were going all the places that they, that you were right. doing, you were really faking it and I was and then I thought like why did he learn to fake it so accurately <laughs> and then I thought then I realized you were actually doing it and he's like I had no idea that you could play like that and then he asked me to be in his band his solo band so that's why I ended up in his band is cuz yeah. he came to the comedy show and then Walter being the key to me being into hardcore yeah, completely. He's, uh, I mean, because I was in—I mean, uh, into punk and whatever—and I distinctly remember I was in love with Quicksand and mm-hmm. got an article that listed off every band that they were all in. Oh, and wow. I think that was my entrance into oh, hardcore, wow. like yeah. probably ninety-two, ninety-three, yeah. or whatever. And you know, they're back together, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, they're I'm trying to. Here. I, get to I saw one of the last Quicksand shows. I think I feel like we've talked about this Death on the show before. Probably. No, no, it was Quicksand. Oh, yeah, they did that weird reunion tour. Uh, yeah. This was probably I think nineteen ninety five because I interviewed the bass player Sergio. for my high school radio station. Uh, but it was Quicksand, Civ, first and Warp Texas tour. is the reason. No, this was at the oh, Academy. Uh, oh, okay, in New York. Which wait, is wait, I was at that show. I, it would have been probably 1995, I think. Yeah, the Manic Compression Tour, yep. I think. Right. I yep. was at that show. Yeah, that was a good one. And I saw him on the first Warp Tour, but when the Warp Tour wasn't what it is now. Yes, it was actually very, a pretty good the show. The very oh, first L7. Yeah, yeah the, the other very first Warp and, uh, Tour like was. And Orange 9mm and whatever. Yeah, I, was at, yeah. I saw that too. Yeah. So let's... Uh, we'll get to the thing now. Let's get into the <laughs> thing. <laughs> anyway, but then, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, and then Arthur from Grill Biscuits, we, we play in the band together oh, with Walter. And then it's Drew from Into Another right. in the band. And Bold. Yeah. And then John Hurgath. <laughs> so John and I are the, up. John and I are the non-hardcore right. guys in the band. 
Can't wait to see Jada Strike that the Revelation reunion. Uh, all right. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're all playing it, right? I'll be Xing up like a thirty-four-year-old weirdo straight-edge guy. Do but, it. Um, all right, so let's hear about this monumental. Oh, that tale. the reason you asked me here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll take. I, I, I gotta leave. So no, I just. <laughs> no, what happened was uh, I met Kenny because my cousin. For the listener, Kenny. When- is a mutual friend. Uh, he's a, a guy that I've known for years and years. He's put on shows occasionally. He's a writer. He's a, he's a friend of the show. Yes. And of Dave Hill. I met Kenny because my cousin was friends with Kenny's now wife. Yes. And that's how I met Kenny. Got it. And so Kenny was like, w- will you host this thing I'm doing at Glasslands with this band uh, called the Blue Album Group or something. I forget. They're, ba- they're playing. Blue Man Group. No, yeah, it was not in a like Blue Astor Man. Place. <laughs> it wasn't actually, yeah, it was not a Classlands, now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> the story's all weird. No, it, it, it was this band, they were playing the first Weezer album. Yeah. Like, oh. Start to finish. That was like, I don't know how many shows they did. Right. But. I kind of remember that show actually happening. <laughs> so they, it was them, and do you know Poingley? No. I forget. Um, just because I'm brain dead, I've been on a bender. Uh, I know his real name, <laughs> but anyway, some guy named Poingley. I know it. No, I, I'm <laughs> blanking him. in that weird way where I'm like, I know the guy, right? And I know his name. And like he I, might be angry if he hears this. Yeah, with cool. good reason. Yeah, but sure. in my defense, I've been out getting wasted every night. It's <laughs> three months now. Yeah, uh, because I'm promoting my yeah. book. Yeah, so there's which is called uh, Tasteful News. Tasteful News available, available everywhere. Barnes go. and Noble, Amazon. You, ideally, you get it. You know, at your local bookstore. Yeah. Um, For me, it would be Barnes and Noble. <laughs> my local bookstore is Amazon. Yeah, or you know, whatever. Maybe you have a small store by yeah. your house. Yeah. I don't know. Barnes and Noble. Hopefully. So Kenny asked you to host the show. So he asked me to host it. He's like, "Yeah, it's the band." The the Weezer tribute band and then Poingley, and he's like you'll you'll open you'll do a set and then and then do another set in between after Poingley plays and uh, and then so basically I'm like all right yeah that sounds all right and it's like he asked me like well in advance like a month or two in advance <laughs> which in my world is like a fictional time sure. like I'm like well, I, yeah so I, I usually sounds just great. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, if someone asked me to do something like that's that like two months away, I'm like, oh yeah, sure. Even though in in reality I'm like, I will just wait till they ask me again before right. I really think about it, what I've said yes to. Because it just seems like I could be dead by then. I don't know. Sure. But uh You're living for today. Yeah. So he so I'm like, Oh yeah, sure. And then it's getting closer to the thing and he so I'm like, What did I agree to? And he tells me again. And then Poingly, come on. Yeah. So so I was like, you that's know, how we ended up playing a Queen cover show once, by yeah. the way. <laughs> <laughs> Which Wait, awesome. What did we agree to? And then yeah. we, we played with uh, uh, the all little person kiss cover band, <laughs> Mini Kiss. That's the thing. It really, anyway, it, that's oh, always God. the case. Now man. we're interrupting. They, they, they yes. don't have real instruments. They, they don't, don't play. It, and they also play Guns N' Roses songs. Wait, Little and Kiss all, doesn't play? It's all women and um, little Gene Simmons plays bass. How many fucking things does this band have? They, they, little woman, there, little No, people. there are two all little person Kiss cover bands. One is called Mini Kiss, who we played a show with. Mm-hmm. They mime along to a backing track and they sing vocals. The drummer does Just it. Just like Kiss. Kiss. <laughs> oh, burn! <laughs> yeah, I, I'm off for Kiss trash. Yes. 
Uh, I, no band has destroyed their legacy more. That is <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, they just music shit. from the Elder, the uh, <laughs> that like pretentious right. soundtrack that they did for a film that never came right. out. In That's not even the problem. No. Though. I mean, like, <laughs> Kiss Casket. Kiss yeah, everything they did when they reunited like 15 years yep. ago, or right. whatever. From then, I mean, Civ. I'd, I'd rather listen to Live to Win. Yeah. Civ opened up one of the '96. They, they reunited 1996. That's absurd. Yeah, Civ did and, shows. Yeah. Degeneration. Mm, that's I think crazy. opened when I saw them. Okay, so so you you were asked to open the show. Yeah, you forgot well, about to it. Open Poingly. host and like you know kind of like do sets <laughs> yeah, in between. Uh, so so I'm like, this doesn't sound like. Uh, the right thing for me <laughs> to do. And he's like, no, I think it'll be really good. I was like, no, nah, you know, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of drunk people wanting to see bands. I was like, if at all you have like a comedian, you should get some like a loud mouth. Like, Cause I'm not that like, you know, it's kind of how I talk. It's mm-hmm. not like the best thing for a room full of drunk people wanting <laughs> to see a band. This is what you get. Yeah. This is what you're going to get. <laughs> you you don't want that. <laughs> um, so he's like, no, no, it's going to be a really smart, appreciative crowd. <laughs> I think they're going to be really into it, really attentive. It's going to be great. And uh, so I'm like, oh, I don't know. Sponsored by Sparks. Yeah. I would just like, <laughs> uh, wait, the energy drink? Yeah. <laughs> Not the band Sparks. No. I think yeah. that would be. I, what? Um, Probably was sponsored by Sparks at that well, point. Well, remind me, because there is yes. an energy drink involved in this story. Okay. Eventually. <laughs> so, so, uh, so anyway, I'm like, well, it's my cousin's friend's boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, yeah, it's like brother's blood. <laughs> yeah, I have to do it. I can't say no. Right. So I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll do it. And I went, like, I went alone. I didn't, like, try. It was like a Friday night. And sure. I didn't even try to drag any friends because I was just like, what the fuck did I get the myself The mark of into? a good show. Yeah, so I'm just like, this sounds like an awful thing that I've got myself into. <laughs> and this goes back to I don't normally drink uh but when i'm doing comedy so but i got there and i was just like uh there was like probably like 75 people there (laughs) and i start drinking just having beers like not getting but whatever Mm. and i got on stage and i i was just mostly like just talking off the top of my head like talking to people in the crowd for like you know 20 minutes and it actually was really fun and it was going well and I was like, oh, this is actually, I'm having a good time. <laughs> and I'm kind of glad to be here. And uh, then Poingley goes on. <laughs> and I'm hanging out, have some more drinks. And a shitload more people show up. <laughs> and there's probably like 200 people. Now, has the Weezer cover band played yet? No. Okay. <laughs> Poingley so was the first Probably, one yeah. And he was great. And Kyle Poingley. Yeah. Jason, I think it was. <laughs> Okay. You're making it worse. Coming back. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting wrong. But um uh but so then like there ends up being like like two hundred people in there right. packed. It's really sweaty and gross. I'm drunk. <laughs> and so so I go to Kenny, I was like, Well he's like, Do you wanna go up there again? And I was like, Well, should I just announce the band? They'll come on. He's like, No, do you know, feel it out, do another fifteen or twenty minutes. Ooh. What? So, yeah, just go up do another fifteen. Thanks, so, Kenny. Just do another full set. Whatever. I was like, I don't think this doesn't sound like a good idea. <laughs> and he's like, No, just feel it out. If you if you feel like it's not going well, then you know, whatever. Just like kind of vibe it. And um <laughs> and I get up there. And immediately, and like I don't fancy myself a, a famous person or sure. of any sort, but uh, usually when I walk 
on stage in front of a room full of young people, <laughs> like odds are that, especially like in New York, there will be some familiarity. Like, right, there'll be enough people. You're that, known around these parts. Yeah. yeah, enough. Yeah, like I think it was like I. But so usually, like I feel like there's some like, oh yeah, that's Dave. He's gonna do whatever, and uh, but. I did not have this feeling there. I was like, <laughs> I got right. They, I like, it was not like, oh yeah, it's that guy I saw that one time. It was like, someone just walked on stage and they're not a Weezer tribute band. <laughs> and I want them to get the fuck out of off stage. So like about half the people were like kind of in, were into it. I was just talking. Then the other half was like, fuck you. Like get <laughs> off. We want the band. And uh, what I later found out, someone was saying that like, because it was a Weezer tribute band, there was like a message board thing, and it was like people like from Long Island and New sure. Jersey, just people that wouldn't normally be showing yeah, up. Bridge and Tunnel wouldn't yeah. understand what a Glassland show yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. So those people were just so people were just like giving me shit. So I started like kind of like fucking with people, and then the people that were liking me were into it, and so and I'm drunk, and I'm just and it's going on and on, and. uh and then so again after another like 15 or 20 minutes uh so finally i'm like oh we should get the band up here so the guys come up and you know and then i was doing that i was like making fun of their equipment and stuff and they're like laughing you know and they have all their so uh so i'm like this they're called the blue album group so so i was like this is the blue album group like my friends actually have a band called Pinkerton, which is, it's a cooler band, you know? And I thought that's a good Weezer <laughs> yeah, joke, yeah, right? Yes, it is. Yes, because it is. that's like considered sure. the cool album. Right. So someone in the audience did not think that was cool to say. <laughs> and I get hit. Someone threw, like, threw a fucking coin at me. Oh. And I get nailed. I think the first one, well, I'm blowing, I'm giving it away, but it got hit like in the forehead. And I was like, whoa like that's really <laughs> fucked up to i've never i really shit happens like that but like to at the fucking show in williamsburg like right, yeah. like and i'm a comedian like I, and i was just like this is not i was just like this is not acceptable like right. and i was not saying any of these things yet and i was like if I, if I had been sober i would have just been like all right this is really weird and it sucks i'm i'm just gonna walk off stage but Drunk Dave thought <laughs> he should bring the person to justice. And I was like, hey, uh, this got fucking nailed with a coin. And like, I'm like, you can't do that. Like, I mean, like, not just to me, but like anyone, you can't throw a coin at another person's head. Right. Like, it's really, it's dangerous and it's really fucked up. And I'm like, and it's a pussy move. Right. And like, so I was like, you, who, you know, who, Every, I was like the substitute school teacher. I was like, you know, whoever did that, like, I'm like, just come up here and just be like, Dave, I think you suck. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to punch you. Nothing's going to happen. I'm not going to touch you, but just at least own it and come yeah. up and tell me to my face. Right. Rather than being a pussy <laughs> right. hiding in a crowd of 200 people right. and throwing something at me, like just fucking just like man up. Yeah. Man up. <laughs> and, uh, and half the crowd again is like, yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. And the other half's like, no, <laughs> you know, they're like, we want the ban. We get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And then, then I, then, you know, my drunken logic, I was like, no, 
this show is not happening until this till this person gets up here and gets sorted. They get street justice. Yeah. So and the band is like kind of like just kind of hanging out. Not they're just kind of like whatever. Right. They're just there, like with their guitars on already. Just kind of. Oh, they're already. They're on stage. Like just sort of like, huh? Okay. Right. Dave's drunk and he's doing whatever. Right. Uh, And so again, like half the crowd's like egging me on and like. There's this one guy in the crowd who's looking at me. He's just like, no, please, <laughs> please stop. And I was like, was it you? Was it you? And he was like, just let's stop. Stop it. Stop it. And uh, and then he was so, the Rodney King of the Yeah, he was just really R. like, <laughs> he really wanted me to end the investigation. <laughs> right. And, uh, and then so eventually, though, some another coin comes from somewhere and fucking <laughs> nails me like right in the eye. I end up getting right. a black eye. Oof. The next day, and it fucking hurt, and so, and during this whole thing, I'm not yelling. I'm talking <laughs> like this, but I'm just like, uh, but I'm just would not leave the stage, right. you know. And I got hit again, and in that moment, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna get out of here." And the band had these like just cups of beers right. on the like those big solo <laughs> yeah. Cups, sure, yeah, like all along the front of the stage, so. I'm like, I'll leave, but before I go, I should probably throw these beers on everybody. So, <laughs> the smartest idea. <laughs> I grabbed like four of them at once and just like whoosh, threw four full beers on the crowd. And in my mind, because my thinking was, fuck the half of the crowd that was were being dicks all along. Right. And then fuck the people that were on my side who did not bring this man to justice. <laughs> right. Because someone, I was like, someone knows. Someone right. could do it, and we could make it happen. Everyone like, has wrong. Yeah, yeah I was like, fuck <laughs> everyone here. I like how you gave credit to Solo for the cups, though, and you're like, yeah. the Solo <laughs> cups. Oh, we're sponsored by Solo yeah. Cups. You know, I like solo. If you're going to throw four beers at a crowd, make sure it's in a Solo cup. Yeah, okay, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And so um, I threw them, and, and in my mind, I was thinking, like, you know, I mean, you go see Ozzy. And he, most of his show his whole is, is throwing buckets of water. That's wires. half the show it's right there. Truly, the, right. may, maybe more than half. And at that point, you were Aussie. Yeah, and I'm head. thinking, well, and, and like I'm thinking like punk rock shows or right. whatever. Like yeah. to me, in, music, in rock music, right. it's not a big deal to right. throw water or beer on the audience. It happens Sometimes, all, sometimes they love it's it. welcome. Yeah. yeah. Even, yeah. So in yeah. my mind, it wasn't a big deal. Like it was just kind of like, <laughs> hey, fuck you, dousing you with beer. But like... In the thinking mind of that they would, else. and the mind no one else <laughs> agreed with me. So everyone's like "fuck you," and they start throwing. I, you know, someone threw a beer, nailed me, and I go over to the bar, and they're they're all like "asshole, asshole," you know, chanting. And I go to the bar, and I just start grabbing. Jeez. They don't have bottles there, I don't think. And I yeah. just start grabbing all the cups, like throwing them over my head. And uh, and this is videotape, right? So. Uh, and I've watched footage. Well, we'll link it. We'll link it when this episode goes yes. live. No, it's on, I have it. <laughs> cool, cool. It's linked up. It's uh, great. Someone had it, and they're like, "Can I upload this?" And I was like, "No." Yeah. Right. And uh, so you're on a rampage. You're throwing beer, throwing all beer, over. and then like the <laughs> no bar... one is restraining you at this. Point. No, because no. they're, yeah. they're all a bunch of pussies. It's the middle of what? <laughs> yes, it's Williamsburg. Yeah, <laughs> which is a whole other thing. Yeah, but uh, and so no one, you know, yeah. No one's like no one's fighting. doing shit. No one's doing shit because what are they? Gonna, what are they? Gonna it's not a crowbag show. No, yeah, You're not gonna get stabbed. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and I can feel that. I'm like these. You know, yeah. the, no one here is gonna fucking do anything right. to me. 
Um, so I was just like battling all these people. Right. And um, then the bartender was this bearded trucker hat, like literally. Sure. Uh, like a like central casting. He, he, yeah, he would have been what, like with a with yeah, We didn't need something. a Williams type. Yeah. This was this was like prime era. Yeah, this oh, was seven, oh eight, maybe. Yeah, about. Yeah. So, um, so he's like, "Hey, you get get out of here! Don't ever come back again." And so I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, this is like such a fucking stupid night. I shouldn't have ever agreed to this. <laughs> I shouldn't have come here. I shouldn't have gotten drunk. I shouldn't have thrown the beers. Like none of it should be happening. It should have happened. But I was like, it has happened. And I owe it to myself to make it as bad as it can be. Because I'm a big fan of the low road. I sure. love it. Like, uh, like once you're yeah. down, once you're down, like just drive it into the ground. So it gets you good stories at the yeah, very least. So, so I was like, I should probably, so I was like, hey man, you're right. I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have done that. And then I walked out, right as I was walking out the door, I grab his hat. And I just start running down whatever that street is, Kent or right, whatever. Yeah. Yes. I'm just fucking running as fast as I can, laughing, and I'm just like drunk. And I'm thinking like I'm like I'm like I've not tried sprinting since I was like a teenager. And I'm running as fast as I can, and I'm just like laughing at how fucking stupid all of this is, and what a fucking ass I am. Right. And uh, and there's like ah, people chasing me, and. Uh, I round the corner onto whatever South Third or whatever it is. Uh, in the physics of it, it's a slight incline. I'm right. drunk. I'm running as fast as I can. <laughs> I fucking just like ground myself right Jesus. into the street, into the pavement, and it, and then I'm and then they're and I see it on video. There were like six people that ran out the door after me, and they're all like, and I'm like, holy shit, they're gaining on me now. Like I'm on the fucking ground. And I and in that moment, I was like, "Oh, this is it. This is how you get your ass kicked." Like, right. This when you hear about someone getting beaten up, like this is <laughs> these are the wh- steps. Yeah, like, <laughs> and I've never been in a fight in my life except for like a hockey, you know, hockey fight. Sure, but uh, cause, you know, I'm a quarter Canadian. But um, <laughs> so it just happened. So I'm like, "Oh my god, this is gonna suck." These, I'm they're gonna, they're gonna beat me up. And so I'm like, I gotta do something. I gotta get myself out of this. So I'm like, I threw the hat. Like I'm lying on the ground. Can't bring I'm, yourself up. You're just totally. I'm, yeah, I'm just yeah. like, like sticking to the ground. Yeah. So I throw the hat away from me. I'm like, I gotta cre- create a diversion. <laughs> and it worked because like all of a sudden they just go like, they all go for the hat. And and I don't know who this bartender is, but he. I hear someone's like, what should we do? Like, now should we k- kill this guy? Uh, it, he didn't say this. Someone else was like wondering right. whether they should bring me to justice in some way. And the bartender's like, no, I just wanted my hat back. <laughs> and uh, and he... Uh, Everyone else goes, oh. <laughs> yeah, and so they all just fell away, except for one guy, the biggest <clears throat> dude, right? And he like kind of grabs me, and I think, oh, he's going to pick me up and punch me, right. I guess. And this guy's like, he was, in my mind, I remember him being significant, like maybe 6'4", like a really tall dude. I could be wrong. <laughs> but I, then this is what I remember. So and I, so I was like, just forget it, you know. Uh, like, it's over. Like, he's got the hat. I'm going home. Just stop. And right. uh, he's like, no, no, no. What? You're Dave Hill, right? I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like, you're Dave Hill. And uh, I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I- I'm a big fan of yours. <laughs> And I was like, what? 
He's like, I'm a big fan of yours, and I saw, you know, I was in there the whole time. I saw what happened, and you didn't deserve any of that. Like, that wasn't cool, what happened. Like, you were just doing your job, and that was really fucked what happened in there. And I was like, I was like, you're right. I, I didn't do anything wrong. And, and so I remembered that Kenny had promised me 25% of the door. So I was like, yeah. I'm like, you know, and this is, a, I had a big dude with me. So I was like, uh, let's, we should go back and get my money. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'll go back and get your money with you. Jesus so Christ. we go back over to Glasslands. Kenny's outside and he's like, dude, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and then I was like, I'm like, Kenny, what do you mean? What? I'm like, where the fuck were you? I'm like, you are putting this show on and you leave me to my own devices. What? Kenny and was hiding in the back? He was. <laughs> he literally was. I'm like, where the fuck were you? He's like, I was in the bathroom. I was like, you were in the bathroom for fucking 20 minutes? And I was like, not hey, a single. I ate a crazy shawarma. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like not a single employee of the place is right. jumping to my defense in any way at any point, even before I did through drinks. Right. No one was doing anything. Sure. And uh, I was like, fuck you, you know? And uh, And then... And then, then I, so I was like, just, you know, just let, look, let's forget it all happened. Just give me my money. And he was like, looking at me like, you fucking out of your mind, you fucking <laughs> asshole. Like you'd show up and you like cause all this trouble and you'd steal the guy's hat and you, and like, and I, he's like, you're real. Like, and I was like, he just had, this, he didn't really fight me on it. He just looked at me and like, <laughs> right. with that sort your of, your answer look, like, was in his face. You're fucking out of your mind. And then, He's like, what's, what's, um, 25% of 1400? And, you know, and, and so, like, weirdly, I was able to do the math. I was drunk. <laughs> I was like, 350. That's right, isn't it? Right. So, yeah, it sounds good yeah. to me. Yeah, I think that's right. And he gives me the money, and I'm standing there, and, um, standing there, <laughs> and, um, and this car pulls up. This is with his Sparks energy drink. Because Sparks <laughs> is the silver with the orange writing. Yeah, it looks like a battery. Yeah. 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 So these girls pull up and they're like, fuck you, you fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> fucking, you know. Wait, were they part of the show or they're just they cursing you out for no reason? They the show and I turn around I'm like, what? And they're like, we drove in all the way from Long Island. Of course they did. And I just got this iPhone. You broke my iPhone. <laughs> like, you've got beer all over it. My iPhone's ruined. That's $300 or whatever it is. And, and, um, and so I was just like, I don't care. Like, whatever. <laughs> and, um, so then one of them takes a Sparks energy drink and fucking throws Jesus it at me Christ. and nails me in the leg with like a full can of Sparks energy drink. <laughs> so I'm like, oh man. And then we're almost at the end of the story. How long? How long have we been podcasting? We're we're, Wait, we're, we're we're pushing we're the limits, but it's have fine. To edit it. Maybe we'll podcast. see. Figure out. We'll work it out. So, um, I told once told this story to. Do you know Ting Nataro? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I told her that she's like one of my best friends, and I told her like pretty much about his rambly version of the story <laughs> to her. And she was like, Dave, don't ever tell this story to anyone. <laughs> She's like, I'm glad we, we got, got it on tape. She's like, this is. She's like, it's a great story, but it, you've been talking about for 45 minutes straight, <laughs> right. and uh, just for going off in tangents. Anyway, so then I'm standing there, and all of a sudden I start getting pelted with roses, and I'm like, now are you fucking kidding me? 
And I look over, and it's my friend. Do you guys know Arthur Jones? Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Uh, anyway, it's not key to the story. But I just, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just, I just get, like to give shout-outs. Yeah. Arthur Jones. And, Arthur Jones, we love you. And I look at him, and he just happened to be walking down the street. And <laughs> for whatever reason, had a dozen roses. They may have been carnations. I don't know. But he's, and I'm like, Kenny, you have no idea what just happened. Like, you need to stop throwing things at me, or I'll fucking kill you. Like, see, so he, he had no idea of right. any of it. Right. And I'm like, Kenny, and I told Arthur. him, like, oh, Kenny is the other guy. Yeah, yeah. Arthur. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Arthur. So I'm I like, start at the beginning again. I'm like, Arthur, <laughs> I'm like, Arthur, you need to stop throing shit at me. Like, because after everything just happened, because I was so just like, <gasps> right. super amped up, you know. And then anyway. So I leave, and I'm just, like, walking down the street, and I'm bruised up. But that drunken... You don't feel to the next day. Sure, you yeah. Know? The next day, I was like, oh, my hip is broken. <laughs> Fucked. <laughs> and, uh, but I got around the corner, and I started just laughing my ass off. And I was like, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> I mean, it was horrible and yeah, stupid. Right. And, and so, like, I called my friends. I was like, I got 350 bucks. Like, let's blow all of it tonight. <laughs> let's go drinking. So I just went out. And just drank and spent all the money. And, and did the Weezer band ever play? They did, like yeah. they were like playing as you're running out the they door. Play, Let me like, tell you something. <laughs> that band played the best show that they ever played in their entire life. <laughs> um, no, I got the nicest email. Well, nicest slash. One of the guys in the band emailed me and was like, whoa, like you are, what did he call me? <laughs> He's like, you are such a fucking douchebag <laughs> for doing that. But holy shit, that was fucking funny. <laughs> he, like, he was basically like, right. you're an idiot, like, for doing that right before we went on. But, like, we were, he basically was like, we we all loved it. Right. Like, like awesome. but, fuck you for doing it, but we loved it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and then, and then, of course, like, I knew it being, like, Williamsburg, I was like, this is going to be a total like telephone game. Right. It's going like, to get around. It's going to get around, and the versions of the story are going to be so right. different. So I just was waiting for the phone they to ring. They was pissing on people's heads. Yeah, <laughs> and it was seriously like the text started coming like, were you at Glasslands last night? <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, all right. And then, <laughs> But it was like, I heard that you showed up and just walked on stage and started making fun of them. Like stories that I like basically like, came out and right. just like was tearing people new and like right away which is not the case why were you doing the, a Gigi Allen impression yeah basically the they made it sound like that's what I did <laughs> right. making of an urban legend and then yes. Ken, Kenny called like and he's just like I just feel like uh we need to just talk about what happened <laughs> like he, classic Kenny. He, he's like I'm not mad at you like I get it but like I feel like I just need to talk about it and understand <laughs> right. what happened like I know what happened, but I need to hear it from you. Like, right. how did this happen? So, I felt pretty bad about it. The you next start at the day. beginning and told Kenny. Yeah, <laughs> Kenny was on the so phone. You Here's her. what I said to Kenny. Uh, but uh, we look back on it and laugh now. But I've never been back to Glasslands. That's a worse. That's a worse gig if I've ever. Heard. Yeah, it really is. And and in keeping with that, and and bring bring everything full circle here. Right. A question we ask all of our guests. What do you think of the word gig? Uh, I tend not to use it. Yeah. I'm not into it. Um, To me, uh, I mean, I do use it like I don't bristle if someone says sure. it. Sure. And there are words where I do not accept. Like the word when people, I've come to accept this because now it's, it's, it's everywhere. When people describe somewhere like, "Hey, you want to go to this bar? It's really chill." Ugh, chill, bro. I, I still. 
I there was a time I was just like if someone uses that word in that way as an adjective we aren't friends yeah well I was like you're my friend but not a close friend right <laughs> I've dropped you a sure. level yeah but then I find that it's so become now an acceptable right. use of the word and like people that I love and respect that's use why you it. can't let gigs slide and I was just, just like I guess I gotta deal with it right that people are gonna talk like this but gig I I. I'd I like to say show. Yeah, yeah, same here. But I you come know. from a music background, you usually go with a sh- with show. We find people that come from more of a comedy background have no problem, right. unless you're gig. from a music background of like a showcasey type band versus exactly. like of a course, band that right. plays shows. Yeah, like you just only do gigs, you only do showcases, or if you're in a jam band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're in the Incredible String Cheese Incident, you're gigging nonstop. <laughs> yeah, you gig. Yeah. Um, well, listen, Dave. This has been a we've marathon. Got, uh, Matt, we've gotten some fantastic tales here. I've held you hostage in your own it, it, No. It, <laughs> hold on, wait, hold on a second. I'm actually getting a text right now from Rivers Cuomo from Weezer. Really? And he says, tell Dave Hill <laughs> to get home safe. <laughs> oh. Perfect. Thank you very Thank much. You very sweet. Thank you. Worst gig ever. <laughs>